Thanks, Pastor. You know, I come in here this morning, and I look around, there's four pastors. Lord, why do you have me up here? I want to play that guitar. Lord, I'll play it better. Just let me stay there. I'm comfortable there. I'm not comfortable here, Lord. I'm not comfortable here. But why I'm here is because the Lord gave me a word this morning. And I believe that. And he gave me a Lord for mostly the men of the church. Women, you can listen to it because there's things in there for each and every person here. But I believe it's ma- mainly for the, for the men of this church. You know what I'm saying? God, what are you doing in this place? What are you doing in this place? I see four pastors here. I, see, I, I look back and I see where, where Pastor Rose came in 13, 14 years ago. And he, and he, and he came here because God sent him here. And I'm, I'm sure on the way home he says, June, what did we get into? And he began to mentor us. He began, he began to fill us with the word. He began to give us balance. He began to be, install elders and install deacons and begin to start this thing called church. And we became alive and alive more and more. We got the word in us. He brought, he, brought, he, he brought the message of the beauty of the Lord, which I didn't know the beauty of the Lord. I just knew the power of the sp- glory came out. I was Pentecostal. Went to charismatic churches. But I skipped that little spot of how beautiful he is and what he is. But Pastor, Pastor O, he brought that into here slowly. One thing bothers me about Pastor, you're too slow. I got to have it now. He's awesome. Then he saw a young man in the church. He saw a young man in the church. He said, I believe there's a call of God on his life. And he began to mentor him, began to speak to him, began to spend time with him, began to give him the word, began to share each other's hearts. And before you know it, we have a a young man that becomes a man with a beard that's full of fire, full of passion, full of the word of God, and he teaches us. Right from wrong. He teaches us the beauty of the Lord. He teaches us the, 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 the goodness of the Lord. He teaches us the blessings of the Lord. Amen? Then I look and say, God, what are you doing here? What are you doing in this place on this corner, God? What are you doing here? Then all of a sudden I look around, there's two more pastors sitting in here. Bringing us full of their knowledge, their wisdom, their experiences of Jesus. God, what are you doing in here? Then I look around, the, the buildings begin, beginning to fill up with 30s and 40-year-old people with kids and kids and kids and kids and kids. And then you don't miss Wednesday night. Whatever you can do, come on Wednesday night when it's pray, kids. You'll see little kids from this size to this size praying their heart out to Jesus with authority and power. God, what are you doing in this place? What are you doing in this place? I don't want to leave. I want to see what God has for this place. Then Pastor comes up, Pastor Mark comes up and says, I had a dream. I had a dream of this old building right downtown Manton that maybe we're going to have a house of prayer. God, what are you doing in this place? We're going to have a place in this town that's going to blow the city walls out with prayer and worship and, and the word of God and kids praying, people getting healed. God, what are you doing in this place? What are you doing here? Everybody's been to a sports game. Everybody here's either been a coach or been coached or listened to what a coach has to say. Put your mind in this game. It's the victory game. It's the last game. And we're not doing so well. The coach comes out on the field. 
He says, guys, I've done all I can do. I've done all I can do. It's up to you. Look at that clock. Look at that score. Look at your opponents. We've all heard him say this. We've all heard this said. How bad do you want it? And the word I have from this morning from God, I believe, for the men of this church mostly, is how bad do we want it? First of all, I want to start off with that. It came to me first. It came to me first. Mike, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? And I said, Lord, I believe that's the word I'm supposed to share with my brothers in church and my sisters, but mostly my brothers. The words, how bad do you want it, is really a question of desire, passion, hunger, and changing priorities. You know, it just doesn't go to sports. It goes to our jobs. Think about it, men. When we got younger, we go to work, we're going to do this. We put our whole life into that because we want to be the best of what we can be. We want to be the best one in that place, wherever we're at. We want to rise to the top and do it. When we were younger, guys, remember? Remember when we chased girls? We had that one girl in our eye. We had that one girl. We had that one girl. Well, I had a son. I won't say which one it was. I still have a son. And he loved to fish. He loved to hunt. He played every sport, football, basketball, baseball, and he excelled in all of them. And one day my wife says to Mary, she says, Mike, look out the window. Here's my boy <laughs> making snow angels in the snow with his girlfriend. God, what are you doing in this place? <laughs> And it wasn't the bearded one. And so, and, and, but, but, but I remembered back. I remembered back. Mary lived in Manton. I lived in Fife Lake. And back then, back then, um, uh, pastor, the word is for me to give to you. <laughs> anyway, and so, and, and so um, you had, like, I would call her at night and, uh, and it was long distance from Fife Lake to Manton. So I'd go down to the phone booth. I don't know if you guys remember a phone booth. It's this little box. And there's this black thing that hangs on a wall with a cord coming down. And the top one, it says, it says coins. And on the bottom one, it says change. And you dial this thing like this. And, and, and then you get somebody on the other end. There wasn't cell phones. But I remember out there, 10 below zero. But, you know, I never felt it. I was out there for hours because I could put a dime in there and talk to my bride, then Mary, for hours and hours. I had desire. I had passion. I had focus. That's what I wanted. So I want to say, men, are we satisfied with a song? Are we satisfied with a sermon? Are we satisfied with a daily scripture that we go home and we say, oh, yeah, I'm reading the Bible. Do one scripture, help and go to work. Guys, I've been there. Are we satisfied with that? Are we satisfied praying to God for two minutes a day? Maybe. Or do we want in our lives desire, fire, passion, hunger, and pursuit of God? Look around. Look what I just said. 
Look about what's happening here. Well, look what God's doing. We're ready to take this place. But God is calling each and every man in this place to his place where he should be. He's a high priest in his home, a high priest in here, leaders in the church no matter who you are because these kids are looking up to us. We need to get everything we got, turn our focus, turn our priorities onto the living God. Change our lives. Are we willing to change our lives? We're going to go as we do. Do we want to keep things temporal? Or do we want to make a few adjustments, begin to think of the foreverness, the kingdom of God? Before I go any further, let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this morning, Lord. Yes, Lord, you know, this is not my place. But, Lord, I'm trying to be obedient. So this morning as I give what you've given to me, Lord, please let anything that's crazy that I say out of my mouth, stupid, that doesn't go together, just fall from the ears of each person in here. But, Lord, I pray that each and every person will get one thing, even if it's a little one thing, just one thing, Lord, that you'll anoint this message, Lord, that when we come away from this place, from, this, from listening to this guitar player, from this worship leader, Lord, that, 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 that maybe I can give your word. Maybe it will fall on hungry ears and hungry hearts, Lord. So, Lord, please help me this morning. Be my heart. Be my mouth. Be my mind. Let's turn to Exodus 33. This is a story about Moses. I always liked Moses. I thought, when I, when I get to heaven, I want to see Moses. That guy is awesome, the things that he did. And I just want to talk to him. Moses had three requests of God. In verse 13, show me now your way that I may know you. In verse 15, he says, then he said to him, if your presence goes, does not go with us, do not bring us up here. He was saying, if you don't go, God, I don't want to go. And the third thing Moses said to the Lord, God, show me your glory. These are the requests of a hungry man. These are requests of a man that wants to desire, a passion, a hunger. I want to ask, have you ever been hungry? Guys, have you ever been hungry? You tear the refrigerator apart. You tear the, you tear the cabinets apart. You tear the pantry apart. You look everywhere in the house for food. If you don't find it, you jump in the car and you run to McDonald's. Because a man will go where the food is. We'll do whatever it takes to satisfy our hunger. Because true hunger demands a response. It will make you rearrange your priorities. It will make you change from where you are to satisfy that hunger. It's just the same as your hunger in your spiritual life. If we're really hungry, we will rearrange our priorities. We will change our thoughts. We will change the ways we do it. Because we see the kids, we see the house of prayer. We see the pastors. We see this place. We say, why are you here, God? What's going on? That's why we rearrange our lives. Because we want to see the things of God happen in our life. You know, it used to be light and dark was kind of a gray area. Now the darkness of the world and the lightness of the church, 
there's a huge line between you. You can see them easily, and it's going to get, it's going to get more and more defined as time goes on. There's a living hell out there. Look, look, look at the, the politics things right now. Look where we're at. And if we do nothing, man, if we just sit here with our one-minute prayer and our one-minute scripture and our one song and say, I am full, my hunger's been satisfied, it's not going to change. We're going to be left by the wayside. Talking to myself, remember, it came to me first. You still love me, guys? Paul was hungry. He said, I might know you in the power of your resurrection. Paul said, I want to know you. I want to know what's in that resurrection. Yes, you were raised from the dead, but what's in that resurrection? There's life. There's healings. There's the gospel. There's fullness. There's everything in the resurrection of Jesus. Paul says, I want to know you, but I want to know the power of your resurrection. Let's go back to Moses. His first request, I want to know you and know your ways. Here's a man. I was reading this, and here's a man that he orchestrated the ten plagues of Egypt with God. Turned turn, turn water into blood. Had locusts come in. Saw the darkness. Saw the plague of frogs come in. He seen God's hand work. He saw the parting of the Red Sea. He saw the burning bush. He heard God say, remove your sandals, Moses. You're on holy ground. He hit a rock. He saw water come from a rock. I would think that Moses would have said, I know God. And I know your ways. But Moses said, I want to know you. I want to know your ways. You see, Moses had past experience. Moses knew the goodness, the power, the beauty of the Lord. But that was yesterday. That was yesterday. Moses said, I'm not satisfied. I'm still hungry. That's, that was yesterday's. That was yesterday's fire. I want today's wind and fire, tomorrow's wind and fire. God, I want to know you. And I want to know your ways. I know what you did yesterday, but I want to know what you're doing today. I want to know, I want to know your breath. I want to know your heartbeat. I want to know where you're going, God, because that's where I want to go. David said, as a deer pants for the water, my soul pants for you, the living God. You ever seen an animal? We just had Moses for what, three months? Yeah, his dog Moses. Well, that dog, Cersei, he, he can drink a huge bucket of water. Just drink, 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 drink. You know, have you ever seen an animal thirsty and he drinks? Well, that's what you got to see what David saw. He says, a deer pants for the water. That's as my soul pants for the living God. I want to know you. I want to see you. Turn to Psalm 63.1. David cried to the Lord. He said, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary. I've looked to see your power and your glory. David said, I need to get to know you. What we, what we must say, we, we must get to know God. 
We must have a relationship with him. We must desire all of God. David went deeper and deeper. He knew God. You know, we can know God. We can know his ways. We, we, we can know about God. You know, we can, we can know every verse in the Bible. We, we can be a walking Bible. We can know everything. But we still, at the end of our life, don't know God. We know about him, but we don't know him. God says, I want you to know me. I know you. Do you know me? Me as a man, I believe I need to know God more, a lot more. I'm 60 years old. I need to know God a lot more, a lot more for the rest of my life because things are different than the first part of my life. Things are a lot different. Who's ready to go deeper? Who's ready to go deeper in God? Are you guys believing this this morning, men? I'm sorry, but, but are you taking this? Do you believe it's a word from God? You know, it's easier to fill our lives with things other than God, fill our time with things. They're all good things. Work, sports, hunting, fishing, fishing five days a week to try to beat everybody to catch the bigger bass. Who's that in this room? Pre-fishing. Who pre-fishes all the time to win? (laughs) It's all good. It's all good things. But only God. Spending God will satisfy. We need more than a Sunday. We need more than a Wednesday. He must be the center of our lives. We must be in pursuit of him to know him. A hungry man will just where the food is. We can't anymore be satisfied with the menu. The menu is the church Sunday, the church Wednesday, the verse that I read at night, the little short prayer before I go to bed, and mostly it says, God help me. We can't be satisfied with the menu anymore. We got to be satisfied. We got to go for the meal. We got to go for all of God, for everything He has. We got to get to know Him. Moses had a second request. Verse 15. He said, God, where you go, I want to go. If you go, if you don't go, I don't want to go. Moses was saying, God, I'd rather be in this wilderness, in this desert for 40 years with you, walking with you every step of the way, than to go in the promised land without you. What I hope I can say is, God... I'd rather go through the valleys of life, through the valleys of life, because we've all been there, with you by my side, knowing you, know that you're by my side as we walk through the side, than be in the peaks, those mountain peaks, without you. Because I know this walk through this valley, as we walk together and we climb that hill together, when we get to the peaks of the mountain, it's going to be glorious. Amen? So, God, I would rather spend one day in your presence on the peaks then never see with you, never be with you. Turn to Psalms 91, please.
He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the, of the Almighty. See, to dwell with God is the same word as to be in his presence. Because that's our habitation. That's where we want to live, to be close to God. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the flower and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the terror that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. You know, us men, we have a hard time. We, we have a hard time saying, this person's looking over us. We're prideful. That's the way we are. We're men. We take care of everything. It'll be all right. I'm a man of this family. I will take care of it. It's hard for us, to, us men, to go down and say, God, I need you to dwell with me. I need you to walk in your presence. I need to be with you every step of the way because things are getting tough, Lord. I'm looking, it's getting harder and harder every day, God. And, 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 and you're doing something in this place, Lord, and I want to be a part of it. But I need you to dwell with me. I need you to walk in my presence so I can hear your voice and I can continue to go. And, 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 he, says, and he says, I forgot this part, guys, but I'm going to go back. He said, he said and I also want to, Moses said, I, I want to know you, but I want to know your ways. Man, we need to know his ways. We need to know, we need to be in the flow of God, not going against. Think about yourself going onto a freeway in a car. You go up in there and you flow with the, flow with the direction of the traffic and you move the cars, you don't make a sharp left and crash. We don't want to crash and burn. We need to walk with God. We need to know his ways, where he's going. We need to walk hand in hand because we are in his presence. We dwell in, we live with him, and we will learn to know God's ways. I need to know what God is doing here. I need to know why he's raising these young kids up to pray mightily. Why, why is he raising up young people to, to do worship? Why is he raising up people to do instruments? Why, 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 why did he get us an old building downtown to do a house of prayer? That justice is going to come out, that takes care of, takes care of the broken. God, why did you do that big conference from this church, Lord, last year? God, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? You know, this is what I am. I don't know if anybody else is this way, but this is what I am. I'm a vacationer. I go see God. I'm with God, have a good time with God, and then I leave. I vacation there. And it's usually only for me. It's not to know him, not to really be in his presence. It's just to be there when I need him. When things get tough, I'm snuggled right up, right up next to him. But when things are good, I go to the next town. I go to the next lake. I go to the next thing. God, please let me not be a vacationer anymore, Lord.
You know, guys, I believe the time is here when we really need to walk in his presence more than any time. You know, we can do it. He says, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. The problem is we got to believe that. we got to walk in faith. we got to believe that God is with us every step of the way, and we got to believe we got to believe that when he talks, we listen. He directs our paths, and we listen with him, and we're walking with God. we got to believe it. You know, Pastor, he said this about three weeks ago, and it changed my life. It changed my life. And I'm not sure how he said it, but I know how I heard it. He said, every morning I get up, and before I go to work, I say, let me so show someone today your heart. That's a man that's walking with God. That's a man that's in the presence of God. Or he couldn't say, let me show someone your heart, because he wouldn't know his heart. So I started doing that. God, let me show somebody your heart today. Then I was working. And I had to put this water heater in. And the carpenter before me, he made the hole way too small. And I, I got mad. You know, I got mad. I said, man, I'm going to call that carpenter and have him come over here, cut this drywall out, tear this thing out, and get this water heater and the thing. And I called him on my cell phone, and Jesus says, show somebody your heart today, Mike. Show somebody my heart today. Thanks, God. I don't want to. Have you ever been there, guys? I don't want to. I want to cry. I want to yell. Maybe I want to even swear at him today, God. That's what I want to do. Let me be, God. Let me just do this, and then I'll show the next person your heart. God says, no. Show somebody your heart today. So he answered, how you doing? You know, this thing's a little tight. He says, oh, man. And he made me feel bad. He says, you know, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll come right over there, and I'll, I'll cut that stuff. And, and I said, you know, and I, which I should have began with. I said, no, Steve, that's okay. We can put it on our side. We can get it in there. Don't worry about it. We can get it in there. He wasn't a Christian. He showed me Jesus' heart. That hurts. But we've seen it a lot. The nicest people are usually sitting in a bar. Christians, we just walk kind of prideful. We say gruff things and that. So here we are. You guys will get home for dinner. Don't worry. This is, I'm, I'm a whole lot quicker. Let's go back to what we just went over. Say, so God, we want to know you. God, we want to walk in your presence. We need to talk about the last thing that Moses said. He said, God... Show me your glory. Show me your glory. And God said, okay, okay, Moses, but you can't see my face. I'm going to put you in that, up on that rock, and I'm putting my hand there. When I pass by, you're only going to see my backside. What was Moses really saying? God, show me your fullness. Show me your power. Show me your beauty. Show me your resurrection. Show me your healings. Show me everything, God, because that's your glory. 
So as I, as I, as I, as I begin to think about it, God, I want to walk. I want to walk in your presence. I want to walk. I want to walk in your ways, Lord. But God, if I could just have a glimpse of your glory. If I could just see a glimpse of your glory, because that's, that's all I could handle. If Moses could only handle that, what could I handle? But God, I know a glimpse of your glory in this place or in the prayer room. We're going to see the healed. We're going to see the sick healed. We're going to see the lame walk. We're going we're to see people being saved. We're going to see lives being changed. We're going to see the brokenhearted begin to have joy, begin to dance. Just a glimpse of his glory. Lord, do we dare ask, show me your glory. So as I finish, here's what I would like to say from my heart. Lord, give me a desire, a hunger, a focus to want to know you and know your ways. Lord, give me a desire, a hunger, a focus to live in your presence. Give me a desire, a hunger, and a focus to watch the manifestations of your glory. I'd like everybody just to close their eyes right now, please. I want to go back where we started. It was on a football field. I want you to turn that movie camera on. That movie camera can be your friend or your foe. You can see lots of things inside. But I want you to see a football field. I want you to see all the stripes, and I want you to see a goal post on each end of that football field. You know, in the natural, that one end where that one goal post is, is all about celebration. It's all about dance. It's, it's all about payday. It's all about shouting and jumping. But I want us to look at the other side. I want you to see on the left side of that goalpost. I want you to see on the left side of that goalpost. The things, they're good things, but the things that keep us occupied, guys. Is it hunting? Is it fishing? Is it work? They're all good, but what is it? Put them in your camera. What is it, the things that you mostly spend your time at? Now I want you to look at the other side of the goalpost. I want you to see your family. I want you to see your kids. I want you to see your spouses. I want you to see your church. I want you to see the kids praying. I want you to see the kids playing music. I want you to see the house of prayer that's downtown. Then I want you to see this glory cloud that's beginning to fall down in the field. And the loudspeaker turns on. And a voice starts speaking this. It's a song from years ago. It says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And I want to leave you with these six words that we begin with, guys. How bad do we want it? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this message, Lord. I thank you for the men in this church. I thank you for the women in this church. And I'd like to pray... 
a prayer this morning of anybody that's hungry, anybody that's thirsty, anybody wants more and more of God. So if there's anybody in that room, would you please stand up right now? I'd like to pray for you. Stand up right where you are. You don't have to come first. But if you're saying, I would like to know God more. I would like to walk in his ways. I would like to walk in his presence. I would like to see the glory, just a glimpse of the glory of God. So, Father, pour out your hunger. Father, pour out your desire. Father, pour out your passion. We are just people here that you've placed here, Lord. But, 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 Father, we need to see your glory, just a glimpse of your glory, Lord. We want to see the sick, the sick be healed, Lord. The brokenhearted have peace, Lord. We want to see marriages come together, Lord. We want to see the little lost children that are beat up and starved, Lord, have a fullness of life. So, God, give us the hunger. Give us the desire. Open up the gates, Lord. Open up the gates right now and let your spirit pour down upon each and every person. Each and every person right now, Lord, as, as, as the sound of my voice, that we will be changed and this hunger will grow, Lord. This hunger will grow starting right now. And when we get up tomorrow morning, we're going to hear those words, how bad do I want it? How bad do I want to see the glory of God? How bad do I want to see these kids become fullness in this place? How bad do I want to see the division between lightness and darkness in the world? And I am in the lightness. God, how bad do I want it? How bad do I want it? I just feel in my spirit right now that... At least, at least for myself, uh, those words are really striking in my heart. I, I do feel the, the Lord upon that call of how bad do I, do I want this, that I would really begin to push other things aside for God, for his presence, uh, for my family. And, and so I, I want to do this. I, and I'm, I'm just the first one to respond right now, but I want to bring the invitation to other men. And as the word is, is for all of us, it doesn't matter women, it, it really doesn't matter. But for any man that wants to make that statement right now, almost a commitment to one another and a commitment before the Lord, I want to invite you to come forward and we can pray together just as men. And, and again, I, I have the mic right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm responding. I'm standing before and I'm just saying, I want to make this commitment before my brothers, before my family, to say, I'm setting God as my priority. The time's short, and it's needed, and, and just a hunger for Him. Amen. Yeah, thank you. So if that's you, I, I want to invite you to come forward. As the music continues to play, we just want to, we're just making this statement. We're saying we're going for this. This is who we are. I want to walk in the manner that's worthy. I want to invite you as, as you're in the, the chairs, pray. Pray for the men. Pray for the fathers. Because it's not easy. But the Lord's raising up a generation of fathers, true fathers, with burning hearts that will go to any measure for Him. So as we, as we pray here, I just want to encourage you to, to pray uh, just for a moment. 
then we'll be dismissed. Of the calling you've given me.